0: Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode seventy-four. After the disaster in Paris, England are in desperate need of a win, and they've got Ireland at Twickenham on Saturday. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that still believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hi guys, uh, welcome once again the best of weekends after what we after what we thought was going to happen. No, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that was that was me introducing <laughs> Dan. He's obviously yeah, sorry. Got, I I'm... got used to a, an official intro.
1: I have got used to an official intro, and I quite like my official intro. But no, it was a bad weekend on all counts. You got nice sunny weather in Portugal. England rugby got shown to be perhaps not where we believe it to be um, again. So.
0: This is this is the worry, isn't it? Look, this is two weeks. You know, it happened against Scotland, and we kind of said, "Oh, you know, teams have bad days. They're going to come back and they're going to smash France and and put the critics to, you know shut the critics up and and you know get back on track." And it didn't happen. Um, and what worse than that? I think is that they made the same mistakes. So they didn't. They didn't make. They didn't, yeah. you know, they didn't react at all to the to what they got wrong against Scotland.
1: So it's. Uh... I mean the same mistakes, and we'll go into more detail about that. I mean, I've I've heard quite a few people say like, you know, one loss doesn't make them a bad team, two losses doesn't make them a bad team. Um, Does three losses make them a bad team? Well, it certainly doesn't. I think. I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we're here to be positive first and foremost. You know, we still we still maintain that this team has the ability to get to that point where, you know, they can they can win the World Cup. And we're going to oh, stick I believe that. and yeah. we're going to stick with that because that's what we believe um, and so they are a good team, but there are fundamental issues um, that they need to sort out um, is it to do with selection have they got the wrong guys on the field maybe that's something we can discuss um I don't think you can I don't think you can kind of simplify it by saying one loss is okay two losses is okay three is not like I don't think that they're going up against Ireland. Uh it is at home, which is an advantage obviously um it's yeah I don't know I mean you know ultimately England played terribly, and yet the result wasn't you know it was it was still relatively close at the end um so here's
1: here's the biggest issue for me, and people don't seem to be mentioning this last week uh, when we did our when we did our chat, I mentioned that Anthony Watson said there'd been no talk about going for that bonus point. Uh, try they just talked about winning and we were like oh bullshit of course you'd look for it but actually i don't think they had planned to go for that bonus point win i think they were gonna, like go for the win to me that is a completely wrong attitude why would when ireland get that bonus point win you know the only way you can win the six nations is getting a bonus point win why do you not go out there and give everything you've got to get four tries England never played. England never had that strategy in their game. And God forbid in the World Cup, you know, come the last pool game, for for sake, like we need a certain amount of points for us to qualify to the next stages. What, do we go out with the attitude? We'll win the game and then we'll see what comes. What, do we go out with the attitude? We need to win by, I don't know, 30 points. So we do everything we can to win by 30 points. And yeah. we just didn't seem to have that attitude. And that, that to me, was the most frustrating thing of the weekend.
0: Yeah, I've, well, the result was pretty frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, didn't I think the thing is, right, a win without the bonus point would have been, you know, we'd have looked at it and said, okay, this is England uh, looking forwards. Um, you know, get the wins when you need to get the wins. The the reality is, uh, and kind of the point I was making before, is that France are not a very good side. Uh, they beat England, but they weren't brilliant. Um, they made a lot of mistakes, Um, England had opportunities they they didn't take Um, you know at the same time France also nearly beat Ireland
1: yeah for France France are probably better than we give credit for but also don't forget this French team is missing a lot of the players that they had versus Ireland True, because they didn't bring back those guys from the incidents in Scotland they still haven't brought them back so all yeah. those players were missing, like including the likes of, you know, Teddy Tom for example, who's shown himself to be a quality player.
0: Yeah, it's um, um I mean it'll be interesting to see I don't really care to be honest, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Wales France game. Um but um I don't know, I think, you know, I I don't like to agree with Jerry Guskett, but he's but I think it was him that said um, you know, England if England want to stop the questions, they have to beat Ireland. Simple as that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was him. You know, go yeah,
0: go go to Twickenham on Saturday, beat Ireland, and you, you know, you, you can talk about two bad games, you can talk about things to work on, positives and everything else. Go to Twickenham and lose to Ireland as well. Three losses out of five, I mean that that that's that's problems. I don't think is... I don't think they're insurmountable. Um, no, I agree. but I yeah, we I'm not really sure where you go from there other than just sort of uh you know fearlessly holding on to the the belief that they're good enough I, we need to, we need to see we need to see something different i think this is this is what i what i found so frustrating about the weekend was you know we kind of put all this faith in you know i would pick like i said i'd pick the same back row well i obviously i regret that now um because my whole reasoning behind that was these guys are capable of running and managing the breakdown well they went out again and you know they knew we knew in advance that France were going to target the breakdown the same way that Scotland did I don't understand how they can go out and fail to protect the breakdown I just it's I find it bizarre
1: mate I'm I'm 100% with you It, it blew my mind and it's all very well in the back saying and people are saying you know Courtney Laws this has come up a bit and I'm not blaming Courtney Laws but He's asked, for example, he's asked to carry more ball. He does that. But it's all very well carrying ball. But if you're carrying ball and not making yards, it doesn't, it's not that effective. So it's all very well said, oh, Courtney Lawrence is carrying the ball 50% more or whatever it is. But if he's not breaking that barrier and making those Yards is he the right person for it? I don't believe the second row is right in the back row.
0: Well, it's certainly looking that way now, isn't it? Um, I mean, I suppose the one silver lining to come from all this is that we've been calling for, for Don Armand for, for months. Donny Armand, um, he's in the squad. We, we don't know yet whether he's going to be in the 23, but you've got, yeah. to, you've got to be thinking that Eddie Jones is in a situation now where you know, you've, already, you've had your chance to say, give these guys a ch-, you know, another go. It didn't work. You have to change things up. And that that seems to be Eddie Jones' holy thoughts anyway. It's like, you know, all positions are up for grabs. And if you're not performing, there's someone else who'll take it. So I can't see him leaving Don Armand out now because you've got to bring in someone different. You know, forget... Previously, he was like, you know, I have a, a, a set way. I want people to come in and play. And Don Armand doesn't fit with that model. And we were saying, oh, fair enough. I kind of understand that. But it seems now, well, whatever that way is doesn't work. You've got to try something new. Um, so... I'd like to see him I I think we I think we will um I also think you know a lot of criticism has come um on the on the backs George Ford is a is a prime example um you know he's been very quiet but you can't do anything really um without quick ball in terms of running in tries and things
1: so that's very true and I do agree with that like without quick ball it makes the job so much harder but you also have to have, you can't have a game plan based purely upon getting quick ball. You have to have but, but, an option for, look, if we're not getting quick ball, we, we must also, you know, if we're not getting quick ball, we're not getting quick ball. How are we going to create these opportunities? You, and England but, didn't have that but I answer.
0: Think, I don't think that's something you can plan for because that requires individual moments of genius, which also requires, you know, the opposition exactly. to make mistakes at the perfect time to, to open up gaps Like, you can't – there isn't a game plan for for scoring tries without quick ball.
1: Um, I mean, I'm
0: not saying it can't happen because it it can and you can have individuals who can make – you know, have little moments of genius, but you can't plan for that. That's that's, – it happens in the moment.
1: uh, Yeah, I agree. But I think you can plan for sort of tactically playing a better game, right, if we're not getting quick ball. What we'll do is we'll make sure, you know, the guys are deep. We'll be it, put the ball in the air. We'll play it in their half. England, genuinely to me, the backs a lot of the time looked lost. They looked quite lethargic as well. They, the amount of times, and I've just had a quick look at the match again. The amount of times England players took the ball completely static in the backs, mm. which yes, without the quick ball makes it so much harder. And I'm not, you know, having to go at these guys because it does make it hard. But the amount of times they were just standing still when you see the ball slowing down just add that bit of depth just sort of look to add something to it and george ford again it's not his fault as eddie jones says with quick ball on the front foot george ford is one of the best tens in the world and he really is for sort of like reading the game finding the gap but is it time to maybe look at other options because we're not getting that quick ball. We haven't solved that answer yet. So if you're playing and you haven't yet figured out the breakdown, perhaps you need to look at another option in the back, be it a, you know, Farrell at 10, a To at 12.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of dangerous waters though, isn't it? To say, to say we've had two games where we weren't getting quick ball. We need to get rid of our fly half. Um, So is it, as opposed yeah, to saying, you know, why aren't we getting quick ball? We've, we, we're supposed to have, you know, world-class players who should be able to get, you know, who should be able to secure that quick ball. Yes, okay, you know, ha, ha, come up with some, some things to do if it's not happening. But more, but more importantly, why isn't it happening? we are not a yeah. team that goes into matches competing to be one of the you know the best team in the world who simply accepts that yeah we don't we're not very good at break the breakdown therefore we have to play our game around that like that's not acceptable it has to be well if if the players on the pitch can't, can't do it if we're not getting quick ball because the guys in those positions aren't good enough at getting quick ball then we need people who who are
1: yeah mate you, mean, actually, like, I, you, are, you you are right there you are right you've got to yeah, I'm almost picking a team based upon well, we're shit at this. So how do we solve it? Whereas yeah, well, we can't You're saying that. we yeah. need to solve it. Yeah, hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. We need we need to and solve it, not not work around it, because it's yeah. a fundamental issue that any team in the world is going to be able to go. Oh, it's England. Well, we just do this, and then they can't play.
1: How did how did England not adapt to this? That we're, we're doing the negative bit now. There's some positive stuff to come, but we are. Let's get the negative stuff out of the way. How did England not? How did they not? I mean, eleven turnovers to three—that's crazy. That's inexcusable. After, especially after the week before.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answers. It's, it's, it's so. I'm kind of glad that I was away, um, because obviously, when you know, we, we watched it. I think on a phone. There were seven of us crowded around a phone, <laughs> watching it in the, at the golf club. Um, a few, few beers down, and. Uh, so you you it's harder to kind of really see it all and get into it and, and get frustrated but um i j- i just don't know it's all, it could be, it almost becomes laughable because you're just thinking well you know you, you've as good as been handed their game plan on a plate um, yeah yeah and you've chosen to go no no we're going to uh, we're going to ignore that we're going to assume that they're not going to do that that's too obvious and we're just going to go and play the exact same way we did against Scotland only
1: a little bit worse yeah and it, it, at least when we lost to Scotland, at least Scotland had some a world class first half. Yeah, well, you know, Scotland, at least there was a half reason, well, whereas France didn't. No, France
0: weren't great, but they were the lesser. They, they were the less bad side on the day. They were, yeah. Um, they were less shit. Yeah. And it's really as simple as that. And you know, even even with sort of five minutes, England kept getting gifted. I mean, you know, there was there was the. Um, the Gifted clearance right at the end, wasn't there? When France failed to clear the line, there was yeah. there was the line out that uh, that uh, Atoji got away with where he probably should have been pinged, and then it was just it was just ha- you know, handling errors at crucial times. How can you be five meters out with with the the, the result of the game on the line? I mean, I know that handling you know, knock ons happen, but it's times like that. That's where you want the world class players who are gonna make sure that what you know first and foremost it's not about who can get the glory it's first and foremost it's about how do i take this in and secure it and make sure that we get another phase and get another phase and we'll work away over the line we'll build the try we'll score it and we'll go away with a win and say right we need to, we need to improve it, i just it felt desperate um and i think Mate, in I the agree. past I agree. in the past that's one of the things that england haven't they haven't looked desperate you know, they're well, for, for, ten minutes to go behind. You still felt no. They can. They're in control. They're going to just build it, build it, build it, and they did. And they scored. And you go, okay. Performance wasn't great. They got the W back to the drawing board. Work on the pro- work You know, work on the issues. And this time, it was just yeah, desperation. Um, it, it it's it's that that breakdown needs sorting. Simple as that. If if the yes, you know, yes we we know that so, you know at some point Billy Vanopola comes back, but other than him. We, we you know, we got the guy. The guys that, that, that we have are the ones that we've got to work with. You know, is Rob Shaw the right guy? Lots of chat about, about Rob, how he's such Rob a workhorse. Shaw probably,
1: Rob Shaw was probably our best player in fairness, but you're right, is he the right guy? I'm, I'm not or? saying
0: yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying, you know, we can't we can't just go, Oh no, Rob Shaw he's a workhorse, he's in because yeah. it's about the breakdown. It's about saying who are the two best guys outside of Billy Vinopola to play six and seven who are gonna control that breakdown.
1: Um, and i i also I actually think it's wrong to be like with Billy because yeah, we hope, and it's likely Billy will be back, but we can't guarantee that he could you know God forbid he'll come back do a bit and because we're talking with twenty nineteen World Cup, and even if Billy comes out plays really well, but then come you know yeah, a couple months before again. World Cup, he breaks his leg,
0: yeah well, absolutely, I mean, Nathan Hughes is obviously injured now, yeah, so Ireland is, again, Again, we're going to have a game without a number eight.
1: Well, you've got Simmons.
0: Simmons isn't a number eight. I mean, I, can, I know he can play there, but he's not a number eight.
1: He's, yeah, I mean, it's hard. You've got. But I, I'm going to be interested because I think they might even try and play Don Armand at number eight because Don Armand can play anywhere in the back row. Um, Simmons.
0: It might give him that Simmons, extra freedom that he, that he likes.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd like to see uh, Armand at eight, Simmons at seven, and Robshaw at six. Yeah. Robshaw, or even a Haskell at six, either one of those two.
0: Yeah, I didn't think Haskell played too badly.
1: No, I thought he did quite well when he came on.
0: Um, okay, well, let's let's move into the positives uh, because, as you said, yeah. there were some. I mean, let, let's start let's start in the front row because cause, you know you we were talking about it yesterday, and obviously one of the one of the big questions now is. Dan Cole, Kyle Sinclair.
1: Well, Dan Cole, I remember a few years back where Dan Cole was winning turnovers himself.
0: Yeah, well, he used it's to be a right. bit of a turnover machine.
1: Yeah, now, and this is like like you and I were chatting sort of dinner yesterday, we were saying in 20 minutes of uh, Sinclair coming on, his stats are better than Dan Cole over four games. Yeah. No, mean, that, that's for, for me,
0: whether you, whether you're a fan of Dan Cole or not, it's not writing him. It's not writing him off. It's not you know saying your, your England career is over. It's saying you're not for, performing right now. Yeah. So you dropped, and, and, and you know and these are the things you need to work be,
1: on. Yeah, a lot of it might be that he's been told don't get involved at a breakdown. He may have been told that. We don't know, but I can't believe he's been told that.
0: I'd be surprised. Maybe. Yeah. What what's what's his value? If he's yeah. good at the breakdown, what's his value off the breakdown? You know, he's not a big ball carrier. You know, he's a prop, so he's not, you know, defensively, as long as people are running at him, yeah, fine, he'll do a job. But, you know, he, he gives opportunities if he's if he's out wide. So actually, if he's good at the breakdown, best place for him, surely. I, I
1: would have thought so, because I don't really understand what the front row have been tasked with, because you look at Mako. Again, he used to be involved. He used to get quite a few turnovers. Well, he's now he's... told
0: clearly to be a ball carrier, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, stay, he stay, is, but he's off. not carrying much ball. No. He's, and like we say, we're moved to positives. One thing, and this is sort of front row included everywhere. One thing Eddie said that I do actually quite like is he said, there, there's been some cracks, and I can't remember his exact phrasing, but it's something like, now we've taken a sledgehammer to those cracks. They're obvious. We can work yeah. on them. But he also said that I will now know who are the right people I can take to win me the World Cup. The way that people react now, and I actually quite like that. Yeah. Because in in adversity is for time to see whoever people are gonna are you know, gonna stand up to it. So that that to me is a positive. Yeah. Actually, there were some cracks. When you're winning, it's very hard to highlight them. It's very hard to even give them time of day cause it's like, well, yeah, this may be a problem, but we're still winning. So how much of a problem is it?
0: Well, exactly, and and now now it's now we're not winning. So actually, it is a problem that needs to be dealt with. Um, I know, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, look, there's no other way to look at it. We've lost twice in a row. We've got a massive game on Saturday, from a pride point of view, um, and to show that and to show that there's some you know there's something that they can do. Um, whatever happens, there's there's a lot to work on, uh, but they need to take something out of that game. Um, so. Yeah, a win is essential on Saturday. Um,
1: what was I going to say? I've just just lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're going okay. Talk me through. Talk me through your team. Talk me through your Saturday. The, oh, oh no! Oh, sorry.
0: So I was going to say to you, um, does England lack leadership? And how did Jamie George play?
1: England, England do lack leadership. Yeah.
0: Is Hartley? It's necessary then to to have Hartley back in, isn't it? I think so. So Jamie George coming off the bench is the right call for you?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that he that he made you know a huge impact over what Dylan Hartley would have done or what Dylan Hartley's been doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I think that's well, and and is Jamie George the right the right man or is Karen
1: Dickey? No, I think Jamie George is the right man. I, right. I do think Jamie George is a quality player, um, and I still think he's the best hooker in England. Purely on performance wise, um, but I think Dylan's leadership does does add value that has been underestimated uh, previously. Um,
0: exactly, I think this just highlights the, you know you know all the all the sort of the, the doubters. It highlights to them the importance that he that he has in, in kind of keeping the keeping them together. And I mean, I know that he was involved in the Scotland game, but I oh know he what? Uh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, well, but, who Hartley was. Um, yes, just, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know he was involved in a loss, but uh, I just, I, yeah, I think he's an important part of that England side. Um, okay, so yeah, my front row is is Hartley in the middle. Um, get the captain back, and then I think it's, I think it probably still Mako, um, but I think Kyle Sinclair in for Dan Cole. I would, yeah, I would actually drop that. Dan Cole. I'm not, I don't know who the, I don't know who the, is it Harry Williams is the other
1: replacement. Yeah, I think Harry Williams might be. Uh, uh harry so, harry williams so i think i'd start it.
0: Kyle sinclair and have harry williams on the bench yeah um and then yeah um mako and uh marla uh, on on the bench the other side uh, um was, no, well, was, well hang on no because
1: you, you've got mako starting so marla yeah mako yeah, yeah. side marla on mako the bench, and yeah.
0: marla on the bench um yeah second row probably probably keep it the same yeah, I think uh, so. And and probably have Laws on the on the bench as a second row. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. Rather than getting rid of him and and then back row, I think I'd have to agree with what you said. Uh, but just as much as anything else, I don't think they have many options at the moment. Oh, saying what we're talking about, Laws is injured, isn't
1: he? Oh yeah, yeah. Laws is injured anyway, so so Cruz um, is the is the cover. Yeah, he cruised his cover at second row. Yeah, back row. Yeah, like I say, Armand at eight, um, Simmons at seven, Rob Shaw at six with Haskell on the bench. I yeah. think I'd go. Yeah, no, I agree
0: with that. So that's our that's our starting forwards and and, and their finishers. Um, yeah. So Ben Youngs is playing again, someone was saying to me over the weekend.
1: No, okay. I, I don't think he. No. I didn't
0: think he was, but that's what I was. No, t- I
1: didn't think he was.
0: That's what I was told, um, but my
1: I, my understanding is Ben Youngs isn't available for the Island match.
0: Fine, okay. So in which it's case, work on that basis. No, no changes there then.
1: Oh uh, so th- I would actually change that up, not because I would start with Wigglesworth, not because I think he's a better player than Danny Care, but I think the way England are playing at the moment, there is a bit of a tactical kicking game going on, and. Wigglesworth is a better tactical kicker than Danny Kerr. Overall, I think Danny Kerr is a better player. And I want to see Danny Kerr's impact off the bench. Uh, again, Danny Kerr's almost like, you, you know, he's been punished for having been so good at being a finisher. But I would like to see that, actually.
0: Sorry, you keep, keep talking. I'm just reading something about Ben Youngs.
1: Oh, okay, reading about that. Yeah. So my my thought process on this is that Wigglesworth can start play a tight game against Ireland, which we'll need to, um, especially with their half-backs, you look at Murray and Sexton, who are probably the best half combination in world rugby at the moment. But I think I'd start Wigglesworth, have him doing those tactical kicks. We're playing the possession, we're playing the territory. And then at the end, bring on Danny Care to add that vava boom as uh, Terry Henry would say.
0: Yeah I I kind of feel sorry for Danny Care because I think you know we've talked about it already but the 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 speed of ball has just meant he hasn't been able to do what what he what you know what he can do from the beginning and quick starts are important for England um but uh, yeah I I guess I agree with you I mean, the, the principle is 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 sound <laughs> um so yeah happy with that and then I oh, it's a difficult one I kind, of feel, I kind of feel like it's a mistake to drop George Ford because I don't think it's on him. But equally, but equally, I get, I get the theory behind mixing it up a bit and having Farrell move to 10 and, and having Tio and JJ in the centres.
1: I'd, I'd, I'd like to say it's not, it's not so much that I think Ford deserves to be dropped, but we haven't looked at this other possibility. And I think at some point we do need to look at it. See so think now's as good a time as ever. The
0: trouble is, as you as you've said, as Eddie Jones has said, right? George Ford, world class with quick ball. Yeah? Yeah. England are looking to solve an issue that they have, and that's the ability to get quick ball. So if we make the call, and I'm not saying that that Farrell can't do it, obviously he can, but with Farrell at ten, you haven't got Farrell at twelve. So if the quick ball yeah. starts coming, because England have solved their problem, or you know, the play the guys step up, and Don Armand makes a huge difference, whatever it might be, then you don't have what we know is, is the kind of the key to, to just. Yeah, 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 I man. Two ball players. So, 10, 12, yeah. um, so I would be inclined to stick with the backs as they were for France.
1: Um, but we'll need to make some changes because of injuries, won't we? So I, I think the back three needs to bring in Mike Brown. Who's Because Elliot Daly's injured, isn't he? Oh, is he? I think so. I'm sure I read that. So I think you need to bring Mike Brown in and have Watson and May on the wings.
0: Yeah, and bring Jack Noel back onto the bench.
1: You, well, Noel's still, still injured. So who's yeah. your
0: who's your extra cover? Uh, <laughs> who
1: else? Solomona? Yeah, probably the way he's playing at the moment. I think I think I probably would have Denny Solomon as the extra cover. Of the way he's playing. Um,
0: um so I'm just I'm just reading that both Dylan Hartley and Elliot Daly are in a race against time to be fit for Ireland. Yes, yeah.
1: So so maybe Elliot Daly will be back, great, but let's assume not. So But I think if Daly's back
0: I, I'm just not convinced by and again, this was getting to a stage of the game where I wasn't really that with it anymore. Uh how did Mike Brown play when he
1: came on? Um did he offer anything? For, no, he, no, but there was not much he could do. I mean, you can't. It was at that point where England were just, you, you know, he did he come on and change the game? No, but he he didn't have the chance to do it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I guess, I guess the other thing is we know that um, that Eddie Jones likes Mike Brown, and we also know that Ireland like to kick, and Mike Brown is is seen as a is a you know particularly one of his strengths is is dealing with the high ball. So, I guess. I guess there's a good chance that even if everyone's fit, Mike Brown might might well come back into the
1: fold. I I think he probably will. I think changing it up, how much value did it add? Not much, but then again, like we say, if if suddenly this weekend we do solve this breakdown issue, are we missing the trick we're not having
0: Well, I guess this is so this is this is where I think it's it's just about making sure that the that that everyone who you would involve as the alternatives is on the bench. So if it works in the backs, it works. We know that, you know, whether we start JJ or we start Tio, as long as the other one is on the bench, there's the option to take Ford off, put Farrell at ten, and bring on the other centre and play that yeah. game. Um so that that particular you know scenario works. Um the back three, I think, reasonably interchangeable. You know, if Elliot Daly if Elliot Daly's fit, but he wants Mike Brown for the high ball, um, You've got May and I mean, you've you then got May and Watson, and they're the four. So one of them's on the bench. So daily, May or Watson on the bench. Yeah. But obviously, the options there to take Brown off, move Watson to to fifteen from either the sidelines or the, or the bench. And do you know what I mean? So I think I think they can work with that. And I think you go out, you have to go into the game, planning, for quick ball. You know, maybe yeah. both, maybe both, maybe planning for quick ball through the through the midfield, and then um, you know have Mike Brown at the back to to counter the the Irish kicking game, which we would you know expect to see, and then react and react quickly if things change. Um, but I think England have to go into the game with the confidence that they're going to solve this breakdown problem. They can't go into it trying to come up with a solution that works around it because it's such a fundamental part of the game.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, and and I think we will see a different part of that because you know one week can blow it off like oh whatever it's not a big deal two weeks in a row making the same mistakes if it happened a third week in a row that would be a disaster.
0: Yeah, it would be, but it's, I guess at the same time it's almost it's almost essential that that these guys are ma- you know are made to go and solve the problem. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not a, it's not about I'll give them a chance to show that that it was a one off. This is now you have to go and show that it was a two off because. You know, you guys are supposed to be the elite players in England. Um, If you can't solve this now, then then serious shakeups required, which is the last thing we want. With you know, less than eighteen months to go until the World Cup,
1: it is it is the last thing we want. And another thing is, I've heard sort of Eddie Jones saying again. And one thing that I think is a real positive: you look at the team, you look at the players; they are good players. Oh yeah, you know, we do have a great team.
0: They've not suddenly become is, a bad team overnight. Yeah. yeah. It, they're a good side. Um they they've they're, they you know they've they've lost the six nations, which is obviously disappointing. Um the next the next big challenge is um New Zealand in the autumn. I know we're I know we're in time for i tell you then, the but, next big challenge is
1: Ireland.
0: <laughs> well yeah, yes, obviously. But in terms of you know time to regroup. Yeah they need to go out and put in a performance against Ireland but I almost feel like that's that's more about salvaging some kind of pride, and just yeah. getting and getting the the country back behind them again. Because I think a lot yeah, of people are and, quite And, and showing by we're all.
1: still we're still you know we're still able to be the best. Because Ireland are now number two in the world.
0: Yeah, and so so go out, beat them at Twickenham, and then say right, lots of work to do. The next thing we've got is you know I know it's South Africa, but the next important thing is New Zealand, and that's where. You know, it doesn't matter. The, the Six Nations doesn't matter anymore. If England can go out and beat New Zealand with a performance, then everything's back on track again. And everyone's yeah. talking about, about you know, England to win the World Cup again.
1: I wonder when the last time was New Zealand lost two games in a row. I, I don't have the answer. I'd love to know that. Oh, um, so if anyone does up. have the answer yeah, out there, let, 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 us, let us know.
0: know. Right. At England Rugby um, Pod on Twitter um ah Twitter on Twitterbook. uh so yeah so any other i don't think there's any other major changes that we'd expect to see on thursday um but i well yeah i don't, I don't know because he's got nickashekway in the in the wider squad he's got nathan earl in the wider squad um so he's He's got obviously Solomona in the wider squad, so he is looking at other other options. I mean, I guess part of that's covering for daily not being available. Is he looking at any of the? Is he looking at any of the back three, or, or you know, and saying I uh, potentially, you know, you're, you're not the guy for me at the moment. You've got to go and work on stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know. And actually, I think following the Six Nations, when we do a sort of Six Nations review, as we undoubtedly will. We need. These are things we need to look at. We need to look at our selection. Have there been some selection issues, you know, in our mind? Because I, I personally believe there have been. I personally do believe that it's ridiculous that Don Armand hasn't been involved till now.
0: Um, well, he's got a massive, to... massive opportunity because if he comes out and absolutely, he has, it,
1: but he's also got massive pressure. He if does. he comes out and has an okay game. You know, it's very easy for Eddie Jones to turn around and be like, well, he's added nothing, you know, based on one game, he's added nothing that someone else couldn't.
0: Whereas, Yeah, but that's what international rugby is all about, isn't it? You know, we want to be the best team in the world. It's it's all pressure. Um, he, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the important thing here is that he's been given an opportunity where he wasn't getting one before, um, at, a yeah. time, at a time where there were real issues in the England camp. And he has an opportunity not to just you know have a good game and get a pat, a pat on the back but to to claim a shirt yeah um
1: and, that, and that's very true that's um, what he's got
0: to go and do but i think the issue the, the big the, the bigger the wider problem for him is that he's as you say probably going to end up playing at number 8 which is not going to be the position that he's been looked at for england as a as a general rule um yeah. and it's it, the, the same was the case for sam simmons you know he 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 should be looking for the the seven shirt or the six shirt, whichever one he is, um, but he's obviously been playing at eight because we've got problems at eight.
1: Yes, yeah, we do it. We do it at the moment because of injuries. Um, when we're looking at wider things, something I really want us to look at is the schedule that our players have been put under, both through club and country. Um, to me, it seems insane how hard they've been training, how hard they've been pushed after a Lions tour where there was sort of 16 people involved or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, they've had no breaks. They're playing a load of premiership rugby. Um, it must be so draining on them. You look at the p- things like the Island guys who played a lot less rugby. Look how fresh they look. Look how, yeah. whereas England, like I said, they do look lethargic in parts. And so is the South Africa tour. Is that maybe a place to say to some of them, guys, Rest Don't in. do anything this summer. Chill, like mentally as well as physically. You, you know, just chill. Go on holiday with your families. Just relax at home. Go on the PlayStation. Do whatever it is you guys do. And then coming into next year, coming into World Cup year, be ready to be absolutely firing.
0: Well, we've got the uh, we've got the autumn internationals before that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, yes, no. you might rest. You might rest players for the summer tour, but. He's going to want his first. He's going to want his full strength side for for New Zealand.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now I think it's the right time to rest him. He's come the to summer tour.
0: Oh, you mean next year, as in season, as opposed to actual, like not not two thousand nineteen. Yes,
1: yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think it would be too much. There's def, definitely we talked. We, you know, we tried to defend it before, saying you know they're professional guys at the top of their game and they're fine and they can handle it and everything else, but the injury count across all teams uh is isn't great and just lethargy you know they just as you say they look tired on the on the pitch um and if that is the case then they need to work on their fitness but perhaps just take a, t- take a bit off the you know the, the the rest of it um as eddie i think eddie jones said he's got 20% he wants 20% more in terms of fitness or 40% more in terms of fitness or something ridiculous
1: well he also said that England were only off their game by less than 2%, which I Did he say that after France or before? After France. Really? And and that is terrifying. Yeah, he did, yeah. I mean I so, guess uh, I
0: guess he's implying that 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 2% would would get rid of all the errors and it'd be a very different side. I mean look he they're, they're looking at things in a very different way to us. They have a lot more yeah. information to analyze things, so maybe maybe there are far more positives in England's performances than we've identified. Um, I just hope that they convert those into into points you know not and, and and tries and into a performance that that we as the fans recognize um come Saturday just so that we can go away from the six nations going, yeah, it's a bit shit that we didn't win it, but we're confident again because I think it will be it will be really. It'll be really disappointing, I think. to To well, not, I don't think I know um, to walk away from it. Going, you know, we came into this thinking Grand Slam, and we've lost three out of five. Oh
1: God, that that would be. Last time we did that was two thousand and six. I mean, that would be bad. We we did then make the World Cup final in two thousand and seven. Yeah, that that was one of the <laughs> biggest loops ever. Whereas we, whereas fine. However, you get to World Cup final, you get there, but. I'd like us to get there and uh, and be expected to get there. Yes, um agreed. But look, here's the thing I still 100% believe we're going to win the world cup. I still 100% believe we've got the players there and I still 100% believe Eddie Jones is the right man.
0: Oh 100 Take us. Is, uh, is anyone currently questioning Eddie Jones?
1: Uh so, so there has been some chat like some of the things, some of the chat's been, is Eddie Jones' history, apparently, and I, I don't know how much truth there is to this, I just heard someone say that, is he has a history of coming into these teams, having a great first couple of years, uh, and really making a quick change, and then <clears throat> uh, the team's sort of falling off the radar, be it because they're knackered, and apparently there's a history of that within his coaching, I don't know. I I, I haven't looked at sort of the stats or seen it, but... Inevitably people have questioned Eddie James. I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I do think you know, we still need to say and it's getting harder, but it's still twenty four out of twenty seven. That's a good return.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But um but yeah, it needs to be twenty five out of twenty eight.
1: Yeah, it really does, yeah.
0: Um, OK, I no, I agree with you. they absolutely ridiculous to, to question whether Eddie Jones is the right man. He clearly is. Um, look at the results. I think also, let's not forget that he's not out on the pitch. Yes, he's coming up with game plans, um, but those game plans will have been analysed every which way and they will be solid game plans that, that aren't based on, right, we want to hit every breakdown and lose the ball. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, bloody hell!
0: Uh, yeah. so, so so you know, the, the blame needs to lie with the players, not yeah. with not with the, with the coach. Despite you know what we love to love, you know we love to blame coaches, but um, I don't think they even have the wrong game plan. I think they're just not executing, uh, and that's why they need to turn things around and they need to show that they can execute.
1: True, that player.
0: Unfortunately, I don't have time to edit that out, so apologies, everyone. <laughs> um, uh, well, on that on that uh, on that cheery note, um, are we going to come back on Thursday after the teams announced? Or oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, are, are we going to come back Thursday after the teams announced? Uh, no, probably, probably not, tomorrow. because obviously that that's tomorrow. Obviously, we're we're watching it together at yours on the weekend, and so- we'll do a full match day analysis on saturday.
0: Yeah, well maybe we'll get something out a bit earlier than not well, it won't be earlier but maybe we'll start our, our recording a little bit earlier and we can talk through some of the other stuff that's going on cuz there'll be a game before the England game and um, as you say we're watching the the thriller. Um, it's all an all day, isn't it? So um but we can yeah. Uh, we can we can jump in and go over the the team selection then and uh, uh and it'll be interesting to see what happens. See interesting to see what happens in terms of who he selects. It'll it'll be very interesting to see what happens on the day. Um, but uh, yeah, so we will be back on Saturday afternoon, early evening, um, and you can then hear our, our almost final Six Nations report um, as England hopefully uh, get back to winning ways. Let's hope so,
1: mate. Let's hope so.
0: Great. All right, guys, thanks for listening. As always, um, get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, at England Rugby Pod. Uh, the website www.englandrugbypod.com um, and you know spread the love. Um, we're trying to get as many people downloading us now as we can so that with each <clears throat> sort of competition, um, with each stint of rugby, we get a few more people in because we want to try and make sure we're maxed out in time for the World Cup. So, uh, yeah, keep keep letting everyone know. Keep getting, giving us your reviews. Um, and uh, most importantly, keep listening. We'll catch you on Saturday. Cheers, guys. <laughs>